Life Audio. This is Empowering Homeschool Conversations. We want families to come here and gain insightful strategies that empower them to successfully teach diverse learners at home. Hosted by founder and CEO of SPED Homeschool, Peggy Ployer. Our goal is that these powerful weekly conversations will boost your confidence to cultivate the best at-home learning environment for your student. For more homeschool resources, go to spedhomeschool.com. You're listening to Empowering Homeschool Conversations with Peggy Ployer. We'll start the conversation with Peggy and her guests next. Is it hard to spark meaningful conversations with your kids? Whether you're a homeschool hero, planning activities for the next family vacation, or simply gathering around the dinner table, we've got something that can help. Introducing the Daily Family Conversation Starter by best-selling author Katie Clemens. This remarkable book offers 365 imaginative ways to connect with your children in just five minutes each day with prompts like, who made you laugh today? Or what would you do if you had a tail? These simple questions open up a world of laughter, curiosity, and deeper connections. From dinner time to sleepy time, the Daily Family Conversation Starter is your key to creating memories that will last a lifetime. Don't wait to transform your family's daily routine into an adventure of discovery and fun. Grab your copy of The Daily Family Conversation Starter today, wherever books are sold. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. This is Empowering Homeschool Conversations, provided by Sped Homeschool, a nonprofit that empowers families to home educate diverse learners. To learn more, visit spedhomeschool.com. Here's Peggy Ployer. Today, we're going to learn about how to cultivate a vibrant spiritual life with your God-given creative gifts as a parent with special guest, Annie Yorty. Welcome, Annie, and thank you for being with us today. Hi, thanks so much for having me here today. I'm I'm struggling a little with my voice, but I hope you all bear with me on that. I'm doing the best I can. Oh, yes. Yep. And we've been praying that her voice yes. will last. And, <laughs> and so um, we're we're hoping that, that she just hangs on. And um, she is, Annie has so much to share. And she's an experienced homeschooling mom, a special needs mom. And I would just love for you to, to kind of kick off in helping our audience get to know you a little bit and um, some of your background. And then we'll kind of dive into our topic today um, about this 
cultivating spiritual creativity and how that relates to homeschooling and parenting. We'll, we'll get mm. there. I promise. Yeah. So, um, so I'll just go back to one of the, you know, the most important event in my life was when I mm-hmm. um, got to know the Lord Jesus as my savior, you know, and that happened when I was 16 Wow. And it came about as a result of um, some really difficult life circumstances at that time. And, um, you know, I turned to him pretty much in desperation and, um, you know, turned my life over to him, but I really had no clue That's what amazing. that meant. So I spent a, quite I don't a few years. I, yes. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I really spent some time drifting, let's just say, because I, I didn't have anyone to share more with me or teach me. So um, God used uh, an event in my 20s to really sort of reel reel me in (laughs) from what I call my wondering. So um, that's when I had my daughter who has Down syndrome. So that's when, you know, my faith, the little bit I had was really, really tested, but it started to really grow at that point. So, um, yes, yeah. it is. When it's tested, it grows. <laughs> God is faithful. That's just, it, so it all comes from Him. You know, nothing of that was from me. But um, by that time, I was married, um, been married now for 38 years um, to my husband, Jeff. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I'd like to say it was all blissful. It's not. You know, that's, I think I'm just, I'm, I'm a real person. So yeah, there's, exactly. there's work involved, but, um, you know, the commitment is there. So we keep yes. at it and, and we have um, made it this far. And by God's grace, we'll keep going. Absolutely. But, yeah, but Jeff was in the military for many years. So we moved around quite a bit. Um, We've lived in uh, four or five states, something like wow. that. And um, so I've homeschooled in several of those states. And um, before I homeschooled, I had been an accountant. So, okay. um, you know, been a, had a little varied experience. I will say homeschooling is the best by far. <laughs> so, um, going from accountant to talking about a creativity, so this this is going to be yeah. a good conversation. Yes, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you how accountants are creative. <laughs> yes, well, hopefully in a legal way. <laughs> yes, okay, this is true. Yes. <laughs> Always within the bounds of the law, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Actually, before we started, I was watching a whole thing on the IRS, and mm. yeah, I started a new side business, and I'm like, oh no, I got to figure out how to do taxes, not only for a nonprofit, but also a small business Indeed. so yes it's, it's <laughs> interesting i hate taxes i confess that <laughs> but anyways yeah. i mentioned you know that i had a daughter with down syndrome with special needs uh, yes. she was my first and she is now 33 years old she still lives with us um i have a son cool. who is 26 he is uh, I homeschooled him for all of his years, and he now works mm-hmm. in IT. And then awesome. I have now a 16-year-old that I'm raising. And that was a bit of surprise because uh, she just came yeah. to us a year and a half ago. So wow. we uh, jumped back into the um, teen years. It's been interesting. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, especially when you're not expecting it that mm-hmm. um, can can right. kind of throw a wrench in some things, but you know, you it's God provides and he does. Yeah. I, I feel certain 
uh, he equipped me for this time and uh, he called me for this time. And so uh, I'm just trusting him. It was not yeah. what I planned for sure, but here we are and it's been good. Exactly. Well, uh, that was an awesome introduction. And I hope that as you're listening, you're saying, yes, the, you know, I just can't wait to hear everything else that Annie has to share. And I, you know, but for the questions that she sent me, I promise you, you want to hang around. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Creative Minds Homeschooling is joining us on um, YouTube. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. And um, I'm not sure if it's broadcasting on Facebook or not with the, the broadcasting stream um, service that I use that it was having some issues with Facebook this morning. So that might not be possible. But if you're watching either from Facebook or YouTube, just know that you can put comments or questions in the feed. Also, if you're on our newsletter email list, know that we send out a link the night before and you can submit questions ahead of time for our guests. So if you can't even join us live, but you have a question specifically for our guests, know that you can submit those. So we're going to actually include one today that was submitted by one of the people within our community who um, used that new um, that new resource out there. So so yeah, so that's just some about housekeeping right there. If you're listening on the podcast, sorry, we, we have to do that when we're, we're live. And we'd love for you to join us live too. So check out our broadcast schedule um, to, to see who's coming up. So Annie, as we kind of dive into this, this subject, how did God show you the need to feed your spirit? Well, I never gave it much of a thought outside of the idea of, studying the Bible, you know, that right. we need yeah. to have that, of course. Yeah. <laughs> That's a given for mm-hmm. all of us. But um, when I, so I first started homeschooling with my daughter and, um, and it came as a surprise to me and because she was in the middle of elementary school and I had um, really been locked into my thinking that right. we would have a that we would work with the public school for her education because of her special needs. I really never gave homeschooling a thought. Yeah. So um, we had a two year battle with this uh, school system and it was of course uh, number one exhausting. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, I got through that and at the end of it um, there's a whole long story. I won't get into all that, but at the end of it, I decided that, God was, you know, I, God changed the course completely yeah. from public school to homeschool. And so I was like, okay, I'm all in. I'm a type A. So okay. I, you know, did my <laughs> to get research. Your schedule all together. And re- yes. <laughs> yep. And I got the list out and, you know, just had the ducks in a row as far as I figured I could. But, right. um, you know, we started a homeschool group and, um, wow. And got the co-op going and all that. So it was um, a pretty busy year. And, I, you know, and, and like a lot of people, I think I probably came at it with the idea of just doing school at home. Yes. Yeah. You know? That is pretty so, cool. That can be pretty exhausting and, and it can not be. much yes, fun. Exactly. <laughs> so, so listen carefully. If this is your first year, or you're just thinking of diving in. Don't do yeah. school at home. Keep listening. <laughs> well, yes. So I had this like really pie-eyed view of homeschooling. I'm like, we are just going to love homeschooling and we'll do it. Winter, summer, fall and spring, you know, all of yes. that. So uh, we got... We went through the first year, and I think I got to the beginning of May, and I was like, <laughs> the, I am, I'm, done. I'm yes. done. 
<laughs> we have gone far enough. <laughs> so uh, the whole idea of summer schooling was like out the window, at least uh-huh. the way I was doing it. <laughs> so, so we wrapped it up yeah. and um, I just needed like a brain dump then. And I was burned out, you know, for sure. And um, so I had obviously neglected to take care of myself in that time frame and to keep feeding my spirit. Um, that was a so, good perspective that you had. Yeah, Most people don't yeah. figure that out for years, that that they haven't been feeding themselves until something, you know, a diagnosis or something like yeah. that comes along or a nervous breakdown. After a word from our sponsor, we'll dive back into this conversation. Is it hard to spark meaningful conversations with your kids? Whether you're a homeschool hero, planning activities for the next family vacation, or simply gathering around the dinner table, we've got something that can help. Introducing the Daily Family Conversation Starter by best-selling author Katie Clemens. This remarkable book offers 365 imaginative ways to connect with your children in just five minutes each day with prompts like, who made you laugh today? Or what would you do if you had a tail? These simple questions open up a world of laughter, curiosity, and deeper connections. From dinner time to sleepy time, the Daily Family Conversation Starter is your key to creating memories that will last a lifetime. Don't wait to transform your family's daily routine into an adventure of discovery and fun. Grab your copy of The Daily Family Conversation Starter today, wherever books are sold. This is Empowering Homeschool Conversations, provided by Sped Homeschool. Go to spedhomeschool.com to get resources and support for teaching your unique learner at home. And just kind of instinctively, because I do love creative things, I love crafty things and all that. Um, I've only met one craft I don't really like, and that's sewing. (laughs) So, Okay, well, uh, at least you know. (laughs) So I um, decided to take all the pictures from the school year and make a scrapbook. Which, because I love scrapbooking, and so. although I haven't done it in a while now, but um, <laughs> but I took over the table, the dining room table. I spread yeah. everything out, got the pictures, got the materials set out, and for the next week, other than you know, do the nece- necessary things for the kids, you know, make sure they're fed and clothed and whatever, right? You know, necessary. Um, not. <laughs> I pretty much just scrapbooked <laughs> that wow. year's stuff. And so I, it was just such a such a blessed time, really, to sit and work on that. And right. um, and it was when I finished it, you know, we could go over and celebrate what we had done. And I just was like, "That's that's right. really important." I just realized it at that time how important it is to do something like that, you know. Um, right, so, something just to feed your soul, and mm-hmm. and plus, it gave you the ability to see your homeschooling. By taking a step back and seeing mm-hmm. it through another set of eyes. Yeah. I know when I, we lived on a farm, I had a friend who was a photographer and she would come take pictures of my farm. And my farm was so much work. I had these huge organic gardens and I spent all my time in them. I never appreciated the beauty around me mm-hmm. because I was so entrenched mm-hmm. in it. It's that taking that step back and and just seeing that from a different perspective that really allows you to understand just how beautiful a place you are in instead of just looking at all the work and, and the chaos that happens within it. 
Yeah, we put our nose to the grindstone and um, yeah, and and we miss out on so much. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, creative minds homeschooling. Said, sewing is my favorite and so easy. Oh, we <laughs> We're all different. We're, yes. <laughs> you can trade projects if you need some sewing or other crafting. <laughs> Don't come to me for any of that. <laughs> that is not my gifting. Uh-huh. Creativity. <laughs> yeah. So, well, that's yeah that that's a a good way to learn what you need to learn um about feeding your spirit and like I said, you know a lot of parents don't realize this until it's gotten so bad that we don't even know why we're so bad off mm-hmm. because we've we've just sunk in so deep but but realizing that you need that outlet, you need to be you instead of being what everybody else needs from you. Yeah, I, moms moms always struggle with that a bit, and then exactly. you add homeschooling to it, and it just right you know, and children with sometimes. extraordinary needs, mm-hmm. and yeah. so you're always researching, like you were talking about earlier, and it seems like you lose who you are in that process. So, what does it mean to be creative, and how exactly does that feed your spirit? I think mm-hmm. coming at that from that angle would be a really helpful thing. Yeah, that's a good question because, um, you know, I can't imagine anyone not liking arts and crafts, Peggy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shucks. <laughs> yeah, but inevitably, when I talk about these things, I get from some that eye roll, you know, uh-huh. like, I have, you know, just even like decorating the Christmas tree for me is not fun. It, it's, that's a craft project yeah. in itself, is what I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So there, you know, God's made us all different, right? right. Exactly. But, so some, some obviously tell me, "Hey, I'm not creative. Forget that." Um, but um, so I is do, that true? Is that true that no, people aren't creative? No, I think that's a myth because um, we don't think about the fuller concept of creativity you know we tend to think about arts or music maybe crafts that kind of thing and um creativity is just um in a way kind of um well like we talk this idea of making something um going and sometimes it involves like creativity is outside the box of what has been done before and mm-hmm. um, building something, so producing that kind of thing. So um, exactly, you know. Yeah. And I heard it once said um, that you know there there's nothing new that we can make. God God was the the creator that made mm-hmm. something out of nothing. But we can take what God's created and we can change how it's used, mm-hmm. how it's mixed with other things, and that's the creative spirit of God within us, and mm-hmm. that's what we can we can draw on. Yeah, we are all created in the image of God. And God is creator. I mean, he started, right. you know, <laughs> look at the world. Um, he created exactly. all this and he made us in his image. So I think every single person has um, some of that creativity of God's image. Absolutely. So um, I really think it's part of our purpose as human beings to express his creativity in some way. And that looks different for different people. So yeah, um, you ask like, how, how does, um, 
how can that be? Like we talked about, how can right. how our accountants creative, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, think, think about like, of course we think art, music, you know, those people exactly. are really creative, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, um, so, and I like those things. I like to dabble in them. Um, I'm not particularly or extra gifted in those areas, but, um, I still enjoy it. Um, but we have, think about like the computer programmer. What are oh, they yeah. doing? You know, they are creating something. They're writing code to create some kind of product that will be pleasing to other people and useful. Um, what about um, yes. architects and builders, that kind of thing? They're ma- they're making something. Um, yeah. They may have specs or whatever that, that they're doing, but I've met um, construction people who have wonderful ideas, you know, and they, they are oh. so creative in the building process. Um, and as for me as an accountant, um, the best part of the job, the thing I liked the most was applying creative solutions to complex problems just learning to like taking those problems that everyone thinks are impossible and finding a new way to solve it and so that's creative so everyone has that in them yes yeah just just looking at it from a different perspective instead Mm -hmm. of you know just that those those few chosen activities are creative or artistic and and really seeing really a lot of things that we do as being creative. And oftentimes we don't look at it that way. Right. And so when we express creativity in some way and we do it intentionally, um, we are connecting with the Holy Spirit inside of us, the creative Holy Spirit inside of us. And we're inspired by the Spirit. And um, as we connect in that way, we are um, growing and developing and and doing what we were created to do, and huh. that's fulfilling. It's fair, yes, yes. I find myself often praying, you know, when I'm like choreographing, and I've been choreographing a lot lately for my aerial students. And it's like, oh, okay, God, I really don't even know what to do here, but you know, my aerial is worship, and mm-hmm. so I pray through it, and I really want what ends up to be worshiping to God, not just beautiful um, in man's eyes. And yeah. and so really anything that we can do is, is worship mm-hmm. when it's put in that creative context, like you said, that connection and, and really making it prayerful and, and that meditation, you know, God tells us, and I was reading this this morning, you know, think on what is good, what is pure, what is holy. And those are the beautiful things of the world, these creative things that we are dwelling on. And when we can focus our time on them, it feeds our soul, like you were talking about. And how scriptural is that? Absolutely. (laughs) Okay, we got a funny from Mm -hmm. Creative Minds Homeschooling. She said, I am so creative that me and my husband created made three children. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Indeed. (laughs) That's a different type of creativity. (laughs) Yes. Oh my goodness. So good. So we have a question that was sent in from one of our community through our online um, new form that we have for our shows. And um, she asked, how can someone develop a spiritual practice when it just seems like adding one more thing mm-hmm. to the to-do list? Yes. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, that's that's um a very good question because as moms, as homeschooling moms, or if you have a special needs child or just, you know, just normal life uh, adds okay. up. And so we think of uh, these things as one more thing to do, to right. check off the list. And that that perspective might be a little bit off because when we think of it that way, it can easily get shuffled down to lower on the list of priorities. And um, so, you know, you think about, I mean, okay, I've never, probably never forgotten to eat, but (laughs) some people do. I realize all the time. (laughs) Some do. I have a reminder on my phone that reminds me I have to eat. (laughs) No. Okay. So you're, you're one of those, (laughs) but okay. But most people I think probably remember to eat sooner or later. And um, so we have to um, also kind of tune into our spiritual needs. Like our stomach will tell us when we need something. And um, sometimes we, we get like where we're ears aren't listening to that inner voice that's saying, Oh, you need um, to take in some spiritual um, food as well. So of course, like we talked about, um, you know, one spiritual discipline that we never want to neglect is, um, taking in the bread of life, the word of God, you know, that's, that's, we have to do that. And so it, it, it needs to just become more of a practice like eating rather than, you know, something on the to-do list that can get shuffled down. Um, And, and so this idea of just feeding your spirit with something creative and just connecting with God in that way can go along with that. Um, It's, you know, I know I don't do this, but some people, even when they are studying the Word of God, will um, have those journals that they draw or doodle or whatever as they're studying the Word of God. That's another really creative outlet that you can co- connect yes. with your Bible study even. So, um, if, if it becomes that part of your day that's like non-negotiable, and then we can right. evaluate the other things that we're doing. And maybe one of those needs to be moved down the priority list. Maybe um, the house doesn't need to be cleaned quite as well as you thought. Maybe Uh your children can take up some responsibility and you can let it go, you know, if it's not exactly to your standards. Or maybe there's an activity that you need to cut out. And that's something we decide as we pray and ask God Um, how to just order our days. We have to do that and be intentional about caring for ourselves. So true. Yes, that ordering of days, that anxiety. And, you know, as you were talking, it just kept bringing to mind, we let our anxious thoughts lead our priorities versus what is so important to feed our soul, which anxiety will usually push out first because it doesn't seem like that's necessary. Unfortunately, it's what's most necessary Mm -hmm. and which we push out the the easiest because it's not something we physically see in front of us like the laundry piles and the dirty dishes and, you know, all the other things that, that come into that realm that build that anxiety. And yet saying, no, this is what's important. But as you make it a practice, and I I want you to confirm this for me because it's something that I've done as I have made certain amounts of time in my morning 
for that creative, that spiritual practices. Um, and, you know, it's going to be different for everybody depending right. on the age of your children mm-hmm. and your lifestyle and all of that. But just carving out time, and maybe it's with your kids. Um, mm-hmm. But when I do that, everything else is so much easier. Mm. Such a good point, Peggy. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing how God just, when that anxiety goes away, we can see so many things much more clear. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it's, it's something about honing into that, that truth, but that creativity and the Holy Spirit and everything all mixing together. And you finally feel whole, like you've never felt whole before because there's always something you're grasping at or missing but you can it's that peace i guess um i'm speaking to myself (laughs) (laughs) well and to a lot of other people too i think Mm -hmm. but but yeah we lose that peace so so much in the world that we're in um so so that takes me to you know a, a question of you know where can we find those places. And um, you wanted to talk a little bit about outdoors. And mm-hmm. I'd love to bridge into to that topic. So um, we can, uh, the, the Bible says, I think Psalm uh, 19 says that the heavens declare the glory of God. Um, who hasn't yes. looked at a sunset, watched the sun oh, descending yeah. into the, the horizon and just gone, wow, you know, exactly. and your spirit is stirred by that. I don't know about you, but sometimes I sit there trying desperately to get pictures on my phone and oh, it never it looks just never. <laughs> But you just want to hold on to that um, beauty. And so that, I mean, sometimes this idea of creatively feeding your spirit isn't something you're necessarily doing, but you are observing even. You know, we can go to an art museum and look at beauty there. Um, We can listen to beautiful music and that feeds our our spirits um, depending on our personality and, you know, things that, that... the way God's made us, right. but certainly we can go outside. I don't really know of anyone that isn't doesn't find some part of nature just inspiring. And exactly. um, so you know when so you think about these things getting out in nature, and I think about um, um, just how that that helps us to know God. It does declare something about God, and. We exactly. talked before about just when we get really busy, we um, yeah. don't pay attention. Yeah. And um, so we need to, like, put time into our life, like, pay attention, look up from what we're doing right. and see it. It's always there mm-hmm. for us to yeah. see. So, um, for instance, when, um, you know, getting outside with your kids, even for a walk, um, going right. out and have, just having some fun together. I love to uh, go take them out, just give everybody a little sketch pad and some Great pencils idea. or whatever, and teach them to actually sit still and observe something in nature and draw it. It's not yeah. about the drawing. Right. I mean, they're drawing, who knows what it'll look like, <laughs> uh-huh. but it's not about that. It's about learning to just sit and appreciate and observe the intricacies of the world. Um, I think that's from like a Charlotte Mason thing. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, or 
every uh, season we had a habit that um, we would go and we would, we, every time the seasons changed, we would go out as a family um, with our camera and also a baggie, you know, a bag to put things in. And we yeah. would find signs of the season. So it would be like signs of spring, like fall, summer, right. whatever. And so, and then we would come back with those things and we'd make a scrapbook. And so I have all these cool. signs of spring or whatever s- scrapbooks that right. we would make. Um, so it just, um, it, it takes you outside of that you know, the sitting at the table or however you do your normal homeschool and gets you outside. It gets you looking at the world um, in a new way. Absolutely. And we can take school outside. We have that ability. We don't have to be locked to our dining room table or hopefully not desks in your house. Um, (laughs) Ours was usually underneath the dining room table. (laughs) Yes, yes. Yes. (laughs) But... Yeah, it's, it puts that a whole new environment on it, a new feeling. Everybody feels a little more energized. And God's creation, I mean, you can't but not be in wonder when you look mm-hmm. at it in, you know, large scope. And when you look at it in the microscopic mm-hmm. um, levels, everything just has his fingerprint on it. And it's so amazing when we take the time to see his creativity. It inspires our own. And so we, but we have to make time for it. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, he made all this world for us to enjoy. And um, I think he's so pleased when we really attempt to discover what yeah. he, all the things he's created. I can just kind of imagine him watching us like, like we would watch a toddler who's figuring something out for the first time. And I think it just makes his heart smile at us. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And we, we want that. We want that for us. We want that for our children. And and so to cultivate that means just building in that time and in those moments and being purposeful about that instead of saying, well, let's just rush through, you know, everything we need to get through for today. And then maybe we'll have a little time outside. Right. Um, it Instead, Think of different ways that you can get outside, like Annie's talking about, and and feed yourself too. Don't just think about feeding your children, mm-hmm. because you know they're gonna. Unfortunately, they follow what you do <laughs> more so than what you say, <laughs> and they're gonna repeat the same bad habits you have about putting things off, and you know, it, it, no matter what good curriculum or projects you already have planned for them this year or last year years to come with homeschooling it it really boils down to what have you prioritized mm-hmm. and so you know i can look back and say i messed up a lot but <laughs> there's lots of room for improvement <laughs> yes <laughs> thank god for grace that covers all those things exactly yes so what are the foundation building blocks that allow time? Because I think this goes back to our yes. viewers question previously, you know, like I can't add something new to my my right. list, but what are those building blocks that can allow time for spiritual and creative nurturing? You know, let's get to the core. Yeah, the, that's when I was uh, thinking about this question. Um, I was like, yeah, the, there's so much on the list and, and we need to figure out how to how to make it possible. You know, how right. do we do that? So um, I think of it as, um, think of space. <laughs> the word space com- comes to my mind. Um, okay. We need uh, to put space in our schedules. 
first of all. Yes. Um, now, you know, now I'm, I'm preaching to myself here like you were earlier. Um, yeah. I can fill every nook and cranny of a schedule, trust me. And right. I am very efficiently. <laughs> it's that A-type personality. Yeah. So, you know, back to back, oh, I can, and I can hit them all. You know, that's that's my gift. But yeah. it's also my downfall sometimes. Yeah, because so, you get to um, the end of the day and you're like, what did I do? Yeah. And <laughs> So we need to build space into that schedule. Um, maybe, you know, it, it'll look different for different people, like you said, exactly. about seasons of life and things like that. But um, we need to set boundaries on that schedule. Um, the world tells us our kids need all kinds of things that they don't really need. Um, right. They need you. <laughs> they need their dad. <laughs> they need um that, you know, that nurturing environment. They do not need every sport. They do not need even straight A's. They don't need every academic subject before they get out of high school. Um, they, yes. We start on this rat race that is not necessary. Yeah. And, and, and we have that anxiety moms, within our yes. kids too by doing that. <laughs> yep. And we feel like it's all up to us. So we get really, yes. you know, push that so much. But we can't jump off that. And um, so, you know, for me, it it may have like at times it looked like um, a break every afternoon at two o'clock, you know, Uh, we just said this is this next half hour is our break time. And everyone, you know, gets 30 minutes to go do something that feeds their spirit, some creative thing. Um, For others, that's going to look different. Um, When you have little kids, you know, you're you're going right, to you're have to have the them around, you know, yes. right? <laughs> you may just throw some materials on the table and let them have at it right. <laughs> while you have yep. a cup of tea. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, you have to build that time and you have to say no to some of those things that are driving you, you know, um, right. into that frantic pace. And um, those things, your kids aren't going to, you know, suffer for that. No. They, they will not, I promise you. It's hard to to know that when you're in the thick of it, but, but exactly. I promise they want them on the other side now. So yes. Um, yes. the other, the other space I would think about is the space in our homes. Um, ah, yes. When, when we have now, I'm not saying I'm the most, we all have different tolerances for disorganization. And right. so, so I'm not I like, like setting, how you put that. <laughs> I'm not setting the bar that high, but within your tolerance, you need to sort of have things organized to a point where you can lay hands on things you need, where yes. you can, um, where you kind of think ahead, like, well, if I were going to be creative, what might I need in my home, you know, and and get that ahead of time and have it available for your kids. You know, if your kids are like builders with blocks and things like that, which is a great creative outlet, you know, have those handy. Don't, don't have them like, you know, all over the house and little bits, you know, bring them together or think about what um, your kids, you know, what things they might need to, um, get creative or for yourself as well. If you decide you want to, to you know, take a, uh, you know, try doing some kind of artwork, some kind of painting, make sure you have those materials. And then, you know, you have your space um, organized in your house, a place where you might be able to do that. You have space in your schedule. Yes. And then the last space I like to talk about is space in our mind. Because oh, that's creativity good. requires, like, 
a mind that maybe even feels bored sometimes. Right. Um, that so true. We fill, these days especially, fill our minds with noise all the time. Yes. Um, yeah. On our phones, on our video games, and, you know, that's adults, kids, whatever. We right. fill the space and in our minds. So music playing all the time. I mean, there's nothing wrong with having music on. That's great. Um, or listening to podcasts. Uh, you know, certainly we wouldn't want to cut out this one. Right. But, <laughs> but, this is important. <laughs> but, but I know I'm an author. And what I find is obviously I turn things off when I'm writing. Oh, yeah. But beyond that, I find if I have not given my mind space that's quiet, like where I don't throw noise at it all the time you know in the car I love to listen to music but sometimes I just turn it off because then my mind is percolating and that's when those creative juices start mixing around and you come up with some new idea and I keep I personally for the for the writing thing I keep something on my like I just quick whatever comes to my mind that feels like oh that's a great idea write it down um but right you can do the same thing for yourself. Allow room in your mind for your your thoughts just to percolate, you know, like uh, and, and create something new. And and your kids need that too. Um, our brains are are physiological, and they adjust physically to what we put into them. And so um, yes. we want to give them time to get away from the noise. Exactly. So we've got a really pertinent question from one of our viewers regarding that, asking, how do I give my kids guidance when all they want to do is go to video games <laughs> during that quiet time? And so they they need to learn the practice mm-hmm. of that boredom, that quiet time. Mm-hmm. How do we encourage that and cultivate that? Oh, that's so good because often we kind of just fall into the, the habit of using videos or TV or phones or whatever to to just take over that boredom. So, I mean, I, I will say I'm grateful because I never, like, we, we really had almost none of that raising our wow. kids. And um, so it was uh, not as big of a deal. But once you've fallen into that practice, you do need to retrain. Like, you can't just... Um, throw it out there like, okay, we're going to go be quiet. <laughs> right. Mean, so, it's not a learned practice. Hey, you we have, have to, to teach. Yeah. So for instance, like going outside with a sketch pad and sitting and looking at a bug or whatever, a leaf is right. not normal for most people these days. Yes. Um, that is so true. our mm-hmm. kids go out there and they have no idea what to do with that. Uh, they sit there for two minutes, whip out some something on their sketch pad and oh I'm done but right, then exactly. you, know, you have the to <laughs> right, you have to kind of look for yourself first of all teach yourself but um, start saying okay what else do we see what do we hear um, you know right. what are our senses you know let's stop and think and um, it's going to have to be something you build up to um, build that That's tolerance and practice it over time and and then you know, kind of reward yourself. Like if uh, your kids have done something, created something, make a big deal out of it. Like at dinner time, bring them out, show the whole family, you know, let them explain what they did or, you know, that kind of thing. So it becomes um, a motivating thing as well. 
Yeah, that's great ideas because yes, it's it, it's almost like a withdrawal, and so you right. do you have to like take baby steps mm-hmm. into that. Um, we would just take our kids camping, and they couldn't plug in to you know things, <laughs> and eventually they would just realize, oh, I've got to do something else with my time, and um, so that's the hardcore way of doing that. <laughs> yes, especially if you don't have the ability to to get up and you know do something like that. Um, those those small practices can be very beneficial. And and it's also a way of training us at the same time as training yes. our children. I mean, I remember getting a question from a viewer probably a year and a half ago saying, I just don't know how to be quiet. There's mm-hmm. so much like noise in my life. I don't even know how to rest anymore. Ugh. And, and it, and so, you know, taking that step back, if that is how you are feeling, it's because you don't have that quiet. You don't have that restful time to just do nothing and to allow your brain just to freely explore anymore. I think that's a great perspective, Annie. And and we don't talk about enough, but we were wired to be that way, that to draw on that creative spirit, not just to constantly be fed, fed, fed with all the information and everything we're barraged with on a constant basis to just take that time and to plan it and to be purposeful with it. I love, love, love that. So good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Camping in Minnesota doesn't work well right now. Oh. So, wonder, <laughs> yes, it's a little chilly right there. <laughs> no, I wouldn't recommend it. My husband has done that before, and oh. and I said, "No way, Jose! I'm not going with you." <laughs> it didn't even sound fun. You'd see froze all night. Okay. <laughs> no, I was glad my husband did the Boy Scout camping trips in the middle of winter. Not me. Yes, exactly. You yeah. go you go sleep in that sleeping bag in the snow. That's yeah. not happening. <laughs> so how can we include our kids in with our own? Because I think sometimes we think, okay, well, this activity is for a child and this, this one's mm-hmm. for us. How do we bring that all in one place? So again, it's not this, well, I got to find time if I have to find a mm-hmm. sitter or, you know, somebody to, or my when my husband's home and I'm not, but we don't get enough time together. What are some better solutions that we can just incorporate this all together? Yeah, such a good point that we have to, um, you know, that that is the essence of homeschooling, isn't it? Isn't it? I'm with you all the time. (laughs) So you have to figure out how to, how to, uh, you know, be that model for them and enter into it with them. Um, I mean, as for learning, I loved learning alongside my kids. I certainly learned oh, more teaching too. them than I ever learned in school. Right. But, um, but, um, but anyways, we do have to nurture that in our kids, lead by example. And exactly. um, so we're demonstrating it and also coming alongside them to do it with them. And so, for instance, my kids took music lessons. So I never okay. had music lessons when I was a kid. I would have, I think I would have loved that then. I certainly uh, had the longing to do it as an adult, but didn't have the money because I always right. said I'd send myself once I was done paying for my kids. Oh. But, um, and I still might, I haven't paid for my own yet. But, but I will tell you, I sat there when they were having their lessons and I watched, I learned. I didn't sit there and try anything with that teacher. But when right. I went home, I did what they have been taught. So with that, I, you know, have learned to play the piano a a little bit enough to enjoy it. And, um, you know, um, 
So, and I love to sit at my keyboard and uh, just play a couple songs. You know, when I have a a few minutes in the day, I just sit down and and play that. Um, Somewhere, I think it was during COVID, I got the bright idea to get a ukulele and figure out how to play that. (laughs) So, still working on that. My husband did too, and then it's under our bed right now. Yeah, (laughs) my husband's seen the light of day lately. (laughs) But, um, you know, bring them into your hobbies if if that's something they they like to do. Um, Right. Even something like cooking can be very oh, creative. So yeah. that's definitely, that hits so many check marks in one activity. You're teaching them life skills. You're doing the creative thing. You're, you're yeah. you know, teaching them math with the rest. Anyways, you can, that's, that's the homeschool mom. I'm thinking of right. filling out a portfolio, <laughs> like all the things I could check I mean, off. Right, exactly. I can do five subjects right. in one hour. <laughs> so, you know, get creative with that. Um, um, even hospitality, uh, you know, this is not absolutely like the, the, the art of hospitality. I, I call it like, not just the mindset of it, but making a beautiful table is not like my, my gift, let's say, but, <laughs> um, but it's really neat to create that. And if that's, uh, something your yes. kid likes, let them have at it, you know, give them the, the materials they need, um, Great idea. let them fold the napkins, let them organize the plates, whatever, and um, let them express themselves that way. Of course, you know, things like art and music. When I was uh, doing uh, co-ops teaching, yeah. I would always teach the, um, the art class. Now, I'm not an artist, <laughs> but, oh, that's um, interesting. <laughs> but I mean, the art, I wasn't teaching like, um, you know, like at that level, you know, that expert right. level. But, you know, I would find books that would teach about the different masters. I have a favorite one. I can't remember the name right now, but it taught about all the different masters and their techniques. And the That's curriculum cool. was basically you would just, uh, for each one, you would learn about the artist, the history of it. You would yeah. try the technique that they had. So, um, well. I love doing that because then I would get all the materials and, you know, I would have to do it first, of course, to make sure it works. Then I would do it with them. And so that was just a way to bring the kids into it and do it myself. So we have like beautiful creations from those classes when I, when I would do those. Um, So there's all kinds of ways. There's, there's lots more when you really kind of think outside the box, you can find ways to be creative in so many different ways. You know, kids, yeah. uh, boys might like things that are mechanical. So, yes. so you know, tearing things apart, seeing how they work, putting <laughs> things back together, um, yep. just, you know, get it out on the table and let them do it. You know, it's, oh, absolutely. Uh, let them figure out how to solve the problems. Like you don't need to know it all. You, you can right. put them on that test and say, okay, we'll see if you can figure that out and let them, let them work at it. Um, that's yes. what their brains need. Yes, they do. They need a challenge. And, and, and yes, it's better than to um, be always challenged by academic things, but that creative, that, that stretching of, you know, I don't, there is no right answer. Um, mm-hmm. Let's, let's come up with, you know, some, and that's, that's creativity. When, when we're just striving to get the answer right to the question that's already been answered, that's, that's just regurgitating. Yeah. Yeah. 
But that creative spirit is, you know, like we had talked about earlier, it's that piecing things together that have never been together. And what does that look like? And and can we we press on with that with ourselves and our, our kids? And I, I think a good way to, to, to kind of think about that is, you know, a, a cook follows a recipe and a chef creates a dish. Yeah. You know, we could still have... Th- similar ingredients but there's something different about just techniques and things that you do that that make that you know a creative outlet versus just a task and we can do that with so many things in our lives right i will have to put one plug in as a writer make that (laughs) there's a lot of creativity in writing too (laughs) so you know try to try to make that like more than just the grammar and that you're working through slogging through the grammar and all that but um use those vocabulary words uh you know try try some poetry whatever you know yeah i I don't consider myself to be a poet but i do just every now and then we go let's challenge myself to write a poem you know, and oh, so yeah. it's like it makes your brain think in a new way, and um, and I'm yes. often pleasantly surprised. Not always, but sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I think that's a really good point to add on onto this is that you have to be very forgiving to yourself because everything is not going to turn out good right. all the time. You know, we were just trial and error, and you are you're learning as you're going, and the same thing with your kids and. Um, it's about the experience. It's not so much about the end product. Right. It's it's that that process that we're taking, we're going through, and that we're learning more about ourselves. We're learning more about how God created us, our gifts, and the same for for our children. Yeah, I would just add that we do have to kind of be a student of our children and kind of figure out what makes them tick so we can nurture that in them. So, you know, just be observing what they get excited about doing and try to feed that. So, I mean, I think at first you sort of give them all kinds of opportunities to let them try. And then at some point they, they may really gravitate toward one type of activity. And then you want to really nurture that by giving them more um, opportunities in that area. Exactly. And, you know, it can, can flourish and then can eventually can, with my daughter, I taught her how to sew. She loved sewing and then all of a sudden it was gone and then she was doing art. And then all of a sudden the sewing machine came back out like five years right. later. <laughs> so you, you just never know. Um, so don't give up on it either is kind That's of right. what I'm, I'm trying to say is that sometimes it just takes, you know, sewing is a difficult thing. And sometimes it might take something that would spur on that creativity and that that giftedness a little later on. So don't say, well, we've done there, tried that. You're never going to do it again. Right. Uh, leave those doors open. There's and, developmental yes, there's, levels to everything. Exactly. And, yeah. So true. Well, Annie, this has been so encouraging to me. And I, I, I'm... I hope it's been the same for our, our community that's been, so. been listening and watching. I'm sh- I'm very sure that um, this this has been great. And thank you for just um, sharing from your heart and from your life and um, just what you're passionate about. Because that's what's it's so important that we share from our passions because that just encourages others to be passionate about things that um, yeah. that maybe they've never even thought of before. So it's great. So how can our viewers connect with you and your resources? I would love. Love to connect with your viewers. Um, and so I have a couple of avenues for that. First of all, my website is annieyorty.com. 
and you can go there and you can find a weekly blog that um, basically, as I said earlier, I just find that sometimes I get my head down and get into that task of life and just forget to look around. And um, I remember the story of uh, Abraham and Isaac and when Isaac was trapped to the altar and it says in the Bible that all of a sudden, like he's ready to light the, the wood on fire and he looks up and there is God's provision that ram. And so yes. he looked up, I, those words just struck me. And um, so I think so often we don't look up and my, my goal is to encourage Absolutely. other people to look up and see what God is doing in that circumstance, whether it's the mundane, yes. you're changing diapers all the time, or whether it's the crazy, like your, your child has all kinds of medical needs, who knows, but God is always there doing yes. something new in your life. Yes. So um, that's my goal at my blog to help people to see that and encourage them in that way. I also write for uh, crosswalk.com. There I tend to write in their family section and their uh, homeschool section. And one of my favorite things to write about is holidays. I like to have fun. And so <laughs> um, I write about a lot of fun ideas um, at the so cool. uh, at holidays. So you'll find things like that there. Um, I also am just starting a podcast yes. for special needs moms, and it's called Ordinary Moms of Extraordinary Kids. And so it's great. I title. know we're really busy, so we don't have a lot of time, but it's just like a 10 minute snippet of Bible encouragement for the special needs mom. Really, any mom could be encouraged by it. But, um, yeah, but yeah, I, I kind of keep this group in mind when I'm, when I'm, um, doing those podcasts. So That's it's just great. like I open the Bible and draw some encouragement from it and share that with the listener. So I hope Important. some of you will find your way there. I am just kind of getting that online rolling this week. So um, Great. it will be on my website also. Okay. Yeah. And we'll share yeah. all those links as well as Annie's okay. like social media links all in the description of the YouTube video um, and the podcast. Once the, um, the, this video is over, we usually right. um, update the, the description at that point. So, well, this, I have one more, yeah. just one more thing I'll throw out there. Yeah. I have a, my book. Yes. My yes. First yes. published book is coming mm-hmm. out in March and it is called journey or just from ignorance to bliss. God's heart revealed through down syndrome. And um, it's a memoir style book showing how, God, it's God's story of how he taught right. me to know him and trust him through the experience of having a child with Down syndrome. So I get really um, transparent, let's say, and um, uh, tell the stories. And a lot of them have to do with homeschooling. So I think really any <laughs> any parent would identify. Great encouragement. <laughs> our, our kids are, you know, kids that with special needs are still kids. And so parenting is still parenting. <laughs> so yes. um, it really, anyone I think would enjoy that, that book, but um, it's got a lot about homeschooling in it. So cool. I think your listeners will um, yes. like that as well and find encouragement. Absolutely. So we'll be watching for that yeah. in March. Um, this podcast will come out the end of December, I believe. And so you still got a couple months to wait. Uh, but if you're listening later, it might already be available. Yeah. You just never know. Well, we can connect on um, on my website. Just uh, do the yes. subscribe there and you will get 
I don't spam anyone, just an occasional email <laughs> with the updates on that. Yes. Yeah. yes. Well, your voice lasted, Annie. It did. God, God provided. God. Yes. yes. <laughs> I'm so thankful because you have such a, a powerful message. And thank you for sharing it with us today. I have enjoyed being with you so much. Yeah, this has been great. And and thank you all for joining us on um on this broadcast. Make sure you do check out Annie's website and her resources. Just encouragement for you in your journey um, as a homeschooling parent and um, a believer and uh, a parent of a struggling child, all those things together. It's it's just, it, it makes life hard. We know that. And that's why we want to give you this encouragement and connect you with people like Annie um, who are just walking that road alongside you. And um, so, so, great conversation. Um, so we have been, we kicked off this month. Um, this was a first um, interview. Um, we're doing parent care this month, if you haven't guessed that. <laughs> but um, we're caring for our team a little bit this month, too. So we're actually doing all of our broadcasts in two weeks this month so that um, my team and I can have a little time with our families this Christmas. So our next broadcast is actually in two days. It's on Thursday, <laughs> which isn't um, isn't typical for us, but we're going to fit one in Thursday, next Tuesday, and then next Friday. And all of my interviews after today for this month are going to be in person at my house um, in my studio because these are all dear friends of mine that are going to be on the show. My chiropractor and nutritionist is coming to my house on Thursday. Her name is Dr. Amber Sorsic, and she is going to talk about... Um, having um, healthy boundaries as a homeschool mom, a practicing chiropractor and nutritionist, and a wife, a believer. And so she's going to give us some powerful tools. I prayed, you know, she, I asked her, I said, pray about their topic. And I thought she's going to talk about nutrition or, you know, all of this. She's like, no, I want to talk about boundaries. So <laughs> you know, do that. And then I'm um, Leslie Heard from my church and a fellow um, just nutrition buff with me is going to talk about um, nutrition 101 for the busy homeschooling parent. And um, we both been through some struggles and, and she's going to talk a lot about just what you need to know that maybe your your health practitioner does not tell you about healthy living, healthy eating. Um, and then on that Friday, my, my, my dear friend, Lisa, who walked me through my cancer journey um, and has a mast cell issue. Um, she has spoken so much truth in life into my healing journey and uh, my health since then. And we're just going to have an intimate talk about some things maybe that you've never even heard of that can be added to your lifestyle to make you more healthy and um, just to grow you um, and keep you, you know, vital as, as you're raising your kids instead of forgetting about yourself. And there's so many things you can build in that are just so easy that you just probably don't even know about. So, so that's what's coming up. So you definitely want to be, be sticking around um, this month for that. Um, so, so anyways, thank you all for, for joining us. Appreciate um, your time again, Annie, and um, all that you had to share with us. Um, Empowering Homeschool Conversations is a, a, an outreach for of SPED Homeschool, a 501c3 nonprofit. You can go to spedhomeschool.com to get resources and support for teaching your unique learner at home. Um, to help us fund our nonprofit outreach to families, um, home educating diverse learners, you can click on our donate button and give a one-time donation or become a monthly supporter. Um, and like I said, later this week, we got some great conversations coming up and next week too. So take care, God bless, and I will see you all back here in a couple days. 
Bye, everybody. take just a second to thank the team at Life Audio for their partnership with us on this podcast. If you go to lifeaudio.com, you'll find dozens of other faith-centered podcasts in their network. They've got shows about prayer, Bible study, parenting, and more. This has been Empowering Homeschool Conversations with Peggy Ployer. What do you do when the world around you is falling apart? It's amazing to me how many people are breathing air, they're going about their business and doing the things you're supposed to do. But if you really ask them, they know that on the inside, they are spiritually and emotionally and relationally dead. If we're not careful, all of us can experience that death. When what we need to do, even as the world around us is falling apart, we need to learn how to march when it would be easier to stay where we are and die. Join me each week on the March or Die show as we discuss that and so much more.